Welcome to our podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem, Laced with Morality, where all authors and experts are invited to share, learn, and together make this a better world where light pierces through the darkness with the spoken and written word. Well, I'm really excited for our guest today. Um, we've got um, Charles and Rox, Charles Brakefield, Rox Berkey, and they co-author their technology thrillers together, techno thrillers. And so I'd like to tell you about my old friends, and I call them old friends because they've been on here before. So they're old friends. But just to give you a reminder, um, Charles, he's a 25-year-plus technology expert in security, networking, voice, and anything digital. He enjoys writing, studying World War II history, travel, cultural exchanges. He also enjoys wine tasting, wine making, Harley riding, cooking extravaganzas, and woodworking. And Rox, she also is a 25-year-plus applied technology professional who excels at optimizing technology and business investments for customers worldwide with a focus on optimized customer experiences. She writes white papers and documents with a marked preference for fiction. Together, these authors create award-winning stories that resonate with males and females, young and experienced adults, and bring a fresh new view to technology possibilities today. So welcome the authors of the Enigma series. So glad to have you. Dr. Catherine, thank you for having us back. Appreciate it. Yeah. Pleasure to be here always. <laughs> yeah, so, so I gotta find out what have you guys been up to um, since our last chat? Well, we, uh, um... We got invited to participate in a cozy mystery series, which gives us a chance to be able to um, add to our genre uh, expertise. And okay. um, our second book in that series is now out as of August, and that's the Killer Enigma. Uh, and it uh, brings in a couple of uh, characters that we had in the first book from the year before. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a sort of an unusual experiment because it's a uh, uh, we were partnering with 12 other authors. Each oh. one does their own book, and we all share the same city in the Texas Hill Country, Magnolia Bluff. And this is where oh. um, yeah, Roxanne can't wait to tell you uh, what their primary industry is. Rox? See, Dr. Catherine, this is perfect for murder and mayhem laced yeah. with morality because, you know, this is a cozy mystery. And the thriving business in Magnolia Bluff is, of course, the graveyard, because Ooh. people just keep dying to get into this town. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, that's creepy. I love it. So what, what in the world inspired you guys to write this kind of a book? Uh, we got, like Charles said, hooked up with some uh, really awesome uh, mystery writers. And so we created this town and everybody has their own characters. Everybody writes an all-inclusive book, but the series focuses on this small town. So the, oh. the series itself is called Magnolia Bluff Crime Chronicles. And uh, we had an entry last year, like Charles said, book five. And this year we have entered... Um, technically, it's book 16 in the Crime Chronicles. Yeah. And oh my. It, it, 
So it's really fun. And we actually brought our characters back because they liked it so much the last time. They really thought that, you know, nothing bad could happen the second time in the town. Hmm. Well. <laughs> Lightning never strikes twice, does it? Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, it does. Uh, so Okay. So just give... I know you've given me a snippet. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the book? So we have two primary characters, uh -huh. um, JJ and Joe, who um, have recently gotten married or, or got married about a year ago. And when they were mm -hmm. in the town before, they were trying to see if their relationship could last. Well, okay. it did. They got married. And so now they're kind of celebrating an anniversary because they want to go back and relate to these people who don't know them. They're, right. Uh, Joe is a very famous model all over Ooh. the world. And so she's haunted by paparazzi and she's bothered here and bothered there. And she wants to go someplace and be a person, just be okay. a person yeah. and, and be accepted as a human being, not because she's been on magazine covers, you know, it's just, just me. Uh, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. so they go to this town to enjoy the small, quiet town in the idyllic Texas Hill Country, and um, they decide they want to, you know, maybe invest in a summer home here where they can have anonymity. And that's oh, when wow. the trouble really begins. Oh wow! I love those kind of books where everything starts off like really good, and you're like. Oh, this is going to be so bad. <laughs> Things are going to go so wrong. Um, it just plays like a movie in my mind. I love that. So what, what, if anything, did you guys learn when writing the book? Um, it, it's, uh, it, there's some discipline to it. There's also some um, latitude to it. Okay. So the discipline is um, don't, uh, don't borrow other people's characters and whack them. Uh, because that's, uh, you know, they're going to, they, they may want to bring them back. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, some of the discipline there to make sure that you're not uh, a little too heavy handed with the, with your story. Um, and it's uh, the latitude that you get to focus on um, the particular problem, the crime, uh, and, and how the people relate to it. And that's, uh, um, that's a very, I'd say, structured approach. Mm -hmm. that's that's got lots of uh, possibilities and uh fun adaptations because the uh, uh at one point the uh, the police chief is is uh shaking his head at uh, uh Juan Jr we call him JJ and yeah. uh, he said is this uh is is what well, you stumbling all into all these kinds of problems uh, on your vacation what does your day job look like you know <laughs> so it's a uh, uh it, it's one of those, uh, you know, well, like, okay, I, I didn't mean to find, you know, this problem. I didn't mean to bring you all this stuff. But, uh, gosh, you know, what do we do now? We, we can't just ignore it. So, you know, they're what we like to classify as reluctant heroes who, who want to see um, their their friends and, and, uh, and acquaintances um, protected, taken, yeah. uh, taken care of. And that's, that's a lot of what it is. It's uh, the coming home. Yeah. Off to a heartfelt place. So was there anything that surprised you as you wrote the book? Because for me, there are times where there are things that came out about my characters I didn't know. They reveal themselves to me a little bit more. And so anything, anything take you by surprise? You know, in well, some ways, yes, because they're really <laughs> amateur sleuths. And how okay. they approach problems, um, you know, is different than how 
anyone else would approach you, right? Individuals are individuals. The other thing that was very surprising about this, because we always listen to our characters. I mean, it's just the way we do it. Right. Um, was the percep the perception of other people. So as I mentioned, okay. and Charles mentioned, there's characters that other people have created. Well, oh. it's like any small town. When, when you create a character, you have a certain point of view on that character. When we yeah. interact with that character in another story, we may bring out a different point of view about that character. Just like, you know, you might love your next door neighbor and your husband would rather not talk to them unless he has to. <laughs> not that that really happens, but you, you get my drift, right? Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you view, view folks differently. And I thought that was the most unique portion of even being a part of this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, definitely a unique premise and it, it would really stretch anyone as a writer. Yeah. So, so what about your specific title? Uh, is it, I mean, tell us, is there some hidden meaning behind it? Just tell us about our, your title. Well, we typically use the word enigma somewhere in the title because it's a puzzle. Everything that, uh, um, it's, I guess it's just a, you know, one of those uh, personal conquests that, uh, that Rox and I have. Um, how do you solve this particular riddle, this particular puzzle, this particular enigma? And mm -hmm. is there an attribute there that uh, kind of gives it that um, intriguing title sound when you when you say, okay, the killer enigma, what's that supposed to be about? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to give the story away too quickly. You, you want to build it, um, you know, much like that conversation uh, that I had with uh, Stephen King one time. Where he said, this is the way you do it. You build a an, an angelic uh, environment. You have, you know, the, you know people with uh, 2.1 kids. You've got uh, kitty cats and collie dogs. And then everything is, is uh, so so wonderful and then you turn loose the monsters yeah oh uh, i love that turn no, loose the I, I wasn't talking directly to him i was uh, i was in an audience of three thousand other people so technically we weren't talking directly with each other but still i mean the idea is the same no. yeah that's really good the other reason we use we use enigma in there is we do have that thriller element that goes mm -hmm. into these stories. So there's a technology thriller element that, that our characters bring to bear. So yes, it's a cozy mystery and it fits that criteria, but you know, we, we have to have a little technology in how we solve our problems. Exactly. So, so did you, so did you find it this? So this is a, this would be directly um, regarding the, the premise of joining other authors in this series. Did you find it difficult to adapt to what they were asking you to do? Did it stretch you as an author? Oh, yes, absolutely. This genre stretches us. Plus these authors that are part of this group are really successful mystery mm -hmm. writers. That's been their focus for a long time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we wanted to, we wanted to see if we could meet the grade. It's important to okay. us. So yeah, it stretched us. Yeah, yeah. the invitation was uh, was uh, quite uh, uh, surprising, and uh, um, we we're, were honored to be able to be a part of a group of uh, such prestigious writers and uh, uh, bestsellers. So um, they liked our writing enough to be able to say, "You want to join us? We're we're having a lot of fun over here." 
wow. So, so you're part, so what author communities are, are you guys a part of? Any other author friends other than Stephen King? <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're, we're members of several different author groups that are just phenomenal. And we get things, you know, we have that um, author's cruise coming up in, in February where we get together with a bunch of authors and kind of network and do some different things. And there's an extra spot open, Dr. Catherine, if you want to join that little event. Um, but we also are, are part of some critique groups and some book clubs. And, you know, we like talking to other authors. We like getting input from readers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we try to try to be out there as much as possible. Mm -hmm. and, and what do you guys think works best for you in terms of marketing? Marketing is is a constant struggle, you know. Well, it's a, a lot of it is a trial, try it again and try mm -hmm. one more time. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, what we found is uh, that there are several things that uh, that have possibilities, but timing sometimes uh, betrays you. I mean, like if you're not paying attention and all of a sudden you're you're running a book ad uh, and uh, it's in the middle of, uh, um, you know, Black Friday, uh, yeah. you can be swallowed up by other activities going on if you're not uh, not cautious of the uh, of the environment so um, you need to uh, be sampling all the time you have to you know, listen to other authors and ask their you know what did you find that worked I mean mm -hmm. to Rox's point we've talked to people say hey have you tried this and they go well no how's it work or they might say yeah we did and uh, um, boy that was uh, you know some of the greatest money reducing and uh, activity I've ever had. So, um, you know, at least I wouldn't recommend it, you know, because it just doesn't work for me. Okay, why is my next question. Why didn't it work? Or is it one of those things where, you know, you don't stay after it, stay with it? Or is it, you know, you you do a once and done and it's supposed to be, you know, run forever for you? I mean, nothing works that way because the landscape is always changing. So mm -hmm. um, we're, uh, we're, and I, I was telling you about the, towards the, uh, the beginning of the, uh, the show, we were talking about some of the new um, functionality that's available for free inside of Amazon, but you got to go in and teach yourself. So, so and I've given some, uh, some some classes to our some of our writer friends on AMS ads, and they just after 15, 20 minutes, they start to glaze over and go, um, <laughs> "Can I just can I just pay you to do this?" And I'm like. <laughs> Well, no, because I, you know, this stuff sucks. I don't want to do this for somebody else. You know, you, I'll tell you how to do it, but I got to do it. You do it for it. Yeah. So Amazon ads. So that's one thing that really works for you guys. It's mm -hmm. consistent, and it yeah. uh, it does give us uh, um, it keeps us in the marketplace um, mm -hmm. and not forgotten to death, which is always a. Uh, a problem if you're trying to market or if you're not trying to market uh, uh, efficiently um, you can sit on the shelf and just you know uh, wave at the people as they go by <laughs> and and then in terms of in terms of um, like book because you guys are you, you know you it's not like you live next door right so you you've got to collaborate a lot uh, what about if you do you try to arrange book signings, book tours, any of that? Do you do virtual stuff to market your books or launch them? We actually do a lot of virtual events. Um, in mm -hmm. fact, we 
We're participating one in December. Uh, it's the 12 days of Christmas. It starts on December 1st. Um, so there are several virtuals that we do, but we also go to local events where they do have events. We've gone to library events, fabulous mm -hmm. library event this year in Greenville, Texas, that okay. was a first, a first event. And it was so well turned out. It was unbelievable. Oh, and wow. then we have some other, some other on, well, face-to-face -face, like fairs, book fairs and things like that. You know, things are starting to open up again. So it's really nice. Right. Yeah, it is. Well, we tangled in, tangled up with a, uh, a group of uh, audio book uh, authors. And oh. uh, starting in, uh, in, I guess it's October, we've got the, you know, thriller month. And so, um, we're going to have uh, all of our uh, the collection of like uh, seven or eight of us and on, on a tour, uh, just uh, pitching, um, you know, the audiobooks, the, uh, the narrators, oh. the voice actors to go along with it and kind of talking through that whole process. So um, you might, uh, you know, again, you know, we, we, we struggle, we, we strive to be in uh, multiple medias because yeah. a lot of times people will say, um, God, this just sounds all really great, except I don't have time to read anymore. I said, well, can you listen? Yeah. They go, well, yeah, I'm stuck in a car, you know, forced back, <laughs> you know, back to work. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've i got to listen to something. Otherwise, I, you know, I, I, I'm guilty of road rage and uh, I can't go in front <laughs> of the, the judge again. So um, uh, that's the... Uh, those are those are other discussion topics where you, you can pull them in, talk to them about the uh, um, the book, but uh, you know you have a different media for them to enjoy, and okay. I think that's that's important. So are all uh, all of your books available on audio as well? No, we've got uh, you know the, the big books, the big novels, um, right? In the technical okay. thriller series, and the uh, uh, the new technical uh, the new. Uh, mystery series that we started. Um, yeah. We don't have the uh, the Enigma um, Crime Chronicles book in audible format at this point. Okay. So, so that's, a, that's an interesting process. How do you go about, how do you go about um, securing uh, people who are going to do your audio book for you? Do you rely on the publisher? Do you rely on a publicist? Um, no, we actually, for our thrillers, we have our own, what we call the voice of our series, because he is a voice actor. And we did some interviewing um, okay. by getting samples from different people to adopt him. And so uh, Derek Scholes is the voice of Enigma series right now. Oh, and that would be the, okay. the thriller novels. And he's he is fabulous. Oh, um, wow. We have samples on our website from every one of the books that, that he has narrated for us or voice acted for us. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And do you, are you able to look at your statistics? Do you see that um, readers, they prefer to read hard copies or they prefer to read it on a Kindle or they prefer to do an audio book? Do you have any idea? We have some metrics that, uh, that uh, suggest that the ebook is probably the preferred format. Okay. Um, but the uh, the audiobook formats are uh, you know those are uh, we keep an eye on those because they keep growing. That's a that, yeah. it's an, it's an expensive market to get into. Uh, yeah. No two ways about it. Right. Uh, you can't do it cheap or shoddy because it, 
the human ear just picks up. Oh no, they're in the closet, you know, with a, with a bunch <laughs> of egg cartons around them. No, no, that's not going to work. Um, so, um, a lot of people are put off by the investment that goes along with it, so they just stick with the ebooks. And some people we've talked with, it's like hard copy. Not even do that either. Like, like you know, that just so um, we like the different formats. There's some people we've talked with, you know, particularly if we're doing book signings and stuff like that. You can't go up. You can't get in, go in with just ebooks. You need the hard copies, and those mm-hmm. are the people that are like um, they won't read a Kindle. They won't. Right. It's like no, I want the hard copy. I want the texture. You know, I want my hands to run over the page and feel, you know, nice quality paper and see the uh, you know the light of reflection from the uh, from the kind of paper that you chose. Uh, the graphics, all that stuff, um, has a different uh, look and feel than anything else that uh, that you might get. So. Yeah. We stay in all three, three formats. Mhm. Okay. Love it. Um, I I noticed on your website, uh, you you do something really neat where you have this um, you have this link to free stuff, and it's quite a bit. Um, but you're you're smart. You you have people enter their name and email below for the free download. So does that automatically sign them up as a subscriber to your site? And that you you um, help mock up your email list through, through doing that. Yes, absolutely. That's that's certainly one way that we hope to get fans and readers. And of course, if someone signs up, does a free download, and decide that they don't want the monthly email from us, then then no problem. They can unsubscribe from there. Okay. But we try to change it up from a you know what we offer from a monthly email address. It's not just about buying new books of ours because we do read other books and we, we write some other things to share. So, yeah. So I, I love, I love um, free information, you know, so there's a, there, it's almost like these little mini books and they're done so well because they, they have covers they're they're, they look professional. So you have one called seven top security tips to protect you. Oh my gosh. Tell me about that. Well, we put together a uh, uh, a collection of things that we've seen in our, our professional lives. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that, uh, like, you know, you're, you're doing what? You're using the same password for all your user IDs across your mm-hmm. entire footprint. Right. Um, wh- what happens when somebody gets one password? Oh, well, they've got logins for everything else that you uh, that you do. Um, yeah. Uh, do you see a, a disadvantage to that? Um, we talked to one gal and what uh, a uh, uh, an author in our in our group, and she was you know was just undone. Her account had been compromised on Amazon, and oh. she no longer had the access to the royalties or the. <gasps> uh, and of course, uh, it was like everything went sideways at once. Okay. And I put together a, a list of things. Okay, here's how you retrieve because basically it's identity theft. Now she has, yeah. to, you know, to go to Amazon and say, no, I'm the right person here for this. And they say, well, you got to prove it. Do you understand how much how much time and effort and grief something like that is if you don't, if you haven't taken the steps up front to be able to protect yourself? And so we try to capture some of those, uh, you know, uh, things that you know seem intuitively obvious to us, you know, might not uh, might not resonate with people. So they have to you know see it in print, you know, your yeah. password. 
don't use you know your favorite color or don't use something or a keyword that you you do in social media that's easily identifiable by somebody who's looking to be able to usurp your id wow um, you know use strong passwords you know characters and and uh, uh upper and lower case numerals uh, i use passphrases myself you know i mean my uh, the one that uh, uh, I used to use all the time until I started telling people what it was. They said, that's a great idea. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, uh, something like, uh, you know, I need to buy a rat poison to kill the next door neighbor because he parked his car in my grass again. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, wow, that's memorable. So past phrases. This I need to know this stuff. I'm totally going to go on, on here and get the, these free downloads. Tell me about... Yeah. Avoid fish, uh, feeding the fish and let's play password. Avoid feeding the fish is um, understanding the emails that you get and the fact that people are fishing for you to take an action that will cause you harm. So oh. if you look at your emails and, and you hover over the email address as an example, and what you see with your eyes is not the same thing that's revealed when you hover over it. Mm -hmm. It's probably a hacker trying to get you to do something that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, wow. Emails that okay. say, you must act now. You have to do this now. We're going to mm -hmm. close your this if you don't do that. Those are probably hackers. So they're wow. fishing. They're looking, for, they're looking for money. They're looking for connections. They're looking for you to make a mistake. Okay. Hmm. And okay. And so then what about... When you get these um, emails like from Facebook saying, we're going to have to, because your um, your content is compromised, we're going to have to shut your blog down. I've noticed there's an uptick in, in those kinds of things. Is that something to also be a, to pay attention to where it's not an email, but it's something you may get in Messenger? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, so mm -hmm. um, um, again, it's that sense of urgency or that, that OMG moment. Oh, I've got to go mm -hmm. take care of this right away. Right. Um, the, the bank just sent you a note. Hey, you're overdrawn by you know $50,000. You want to do something about this? <laughs> click right. here. No, yeah. no, don't click. Call, pick up the phone and call them. Use a different attack or a response than what they put in the email. The email okay. is the trap. You go okay. to that link and they it's like, gotcha. They'll, it'll auto-download junk to your machine. Wow. That now has you held hostage. And I've talked to people like, how do you get rid of this? I said, well, you know, uh, my old uh, my old mentor used to say the best thing to do was take off in lo low Earth orbit and lay down a <laughs> nuclear a strike pattern to be able to kill it because you're not going to be able to get it off your machine. Mm -hmm. So okay. um, it's uh, it's better to be you know safe and um, suspicious than right. How do I how do I fix this? Like that uh, that poor author. Now I, you know, that's on half page of uh, here's the things you need to be able to do. By the way, you know. How many other accounts are, are compromised because you probably use the same password, didn't you? I didn't get mm -hmm. a response back. I had one one of the other authors copied on it and went, you know, I don't like anything you said, Charles, but I'm starting it right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about everything right now, just processing what you're saying. It's so good. And then what about the the other three? It's you have. Um, let's play password. You have less than eight seconds and save your thoughts. So the password is the uh, we already already covered that. You know, here's how you you uh, you you change your passwords. You, you know, here's how to be able to increment them. 
you got to change them every, and what a pain in the neck. You, you should be changing them every 90 days, mm-hmm. and it should be a minimum of eight characters. And the reason for all that is, is that the, well, there's, the, there's the several um, applications all right off of the, the, uh, the dark net. And all they do is like, here, you want to hack somebody's account? You know, for 20, 20 bucks, here's a, a program that will run pass, brute force uh, uh, password hacking. Wow. Most of the stuff that we see come through has its origins from the dark net and the bad actors that say, um, you want to buy uh, credit cards? All the credit cards that they skim from the um, you know purchases at uh, your, your standard uh, um, retail outlet. Uh, right. There was a real problem for a couple of years where, yes. um, you know, they were harvesting uh, um, um, credit card IDs and, and, and uh, numbers by mm-hmm. the thousands, $20 a piece for blocks of a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, and then what you do, you just go through and it's like, hey, can I get, uh, can I buy something with this? And they, they have programs that just do nothing but, you know, spew misery on people. Mm-hmm. So, um Take advantage of the, uh, the the tips and tricks on what to be able to do to protect your um, your identity. Because mm-hmm. uh, I promise you, you don't want to have to go through the grief of having to retrieve it or mm-hmm. worse, build a new one. And that's happened yeah. to some people. But... Yeah. So, and, but you know what I love about what I love about what you offer is that it's directly related to your backgrounds, and then also it's related to the techno thrillers. So it comes full circle. You know, it's great for your brand. You're also giving back, you're sharing and helping other authors, you know, who they may be great thriller writers or suspense writers or cozy fiction writers, but they're not thinking, oh my goodness, um, there's so many things out there that could really harm myself as a harm me as a writer. As I'm out here doing my thing, just being take, taken down by technology, which is stu- tough, can keep us stuck. Yeah. So we try to highlight that in, in the books, the uh, the technical threats and the uh, and the techno thriller series. Mm-hmm. It's all about how something that we've seen, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the problem, and then of yeah. course the bad guys are are always ahead of the good guys. Yeah. And so the good guys are always in catch up mode. How do they get this done? How do they take over? How do they get into the bank? How do they empty all of the resources from the bank? How do they take this, uh, you know, hydroelectric uh, plant uh, dam offline in Brazil and hold it uh, for uh, for ransom? I mean, those are very real scenarios that yeah. uh, that have gone gone on for the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, making turning in, using that material for story material. Mm-hmm. Um, Gives us a chance to be able to, you know, had you thought about this? You know, we're not we're not trying to lecture here, but just um, these are all real threats. Mm-hmm. So now, with uh, all the conversation be revolving around AI, have are are you planning to are you planning to incorporate that into any of your future books? Uh, and also, this is kind of two part. Does AI does it make you feel threatened in any way as an author? Um, so we already have a book for um, AI. It was actually uh, done as book number 11 in Enigma series. And it's kind of like the AI wars. Um, mm-hmm. Do we feel threatened by it? No, because we currently aren't 
aren't really leveraging AI for, for our creative avenues. Mm -hmm. I, I think that there is a lot of concern with people, a lot of noise around it. I do think that the, the human creativity is still better mm -hmm. and more preferred over an automated avenue. But we are taking care of stuff, you know, when we when we write articles and things like that, we do caveat it that this is a human writing this. This is not a bot. <laughs> um, this is a person um, because we, we want people to make sure that the branding of the person is still valid. And I think that mm -hmm. writers are are very important. They put themselves out there and I think that they they should have the their name on, on their work and not be, not be uh, compromised that way. Mm -hmm. Just an opinion. Yeah. yeah. And we, we stumbled over a, a, a actual a threat that was uh, aimed at us. We had, uh, had contracted for uh, a review um, and they, they, they boasted they could get it done in, in, in 10 days. So we sent the book back comes this, uh, this interview or uh, this review, boy, what a great review except for one problem it had the wrong characters it had the wrong story thread and this is after we'd included the uh, synopsis right up front what they had done and it was it was so obvious to us because we're attuned to this yeah they basically shoveled all this into a, an ai chatbot that said here go find all this stuff generate a, a, a review for me and then we'll sell them this review uh for the nominal fee of 25 dollars I was just spit mad when I saw it because I knew exactly what they had done. And mm. so that is the, the kind of ethics that uh, we don't approve of. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. That's just not, uh, I'm not going to condone that. And that's the kind of thing where you see where, you know, these ads were like, hey, you want a side hustle? Here, review books using, uh, you know, these chat. Uh, like, no, no, no. I, there's some things that have to be done old school because yeah. I don't trust. Uh, I, I don't want, I don't write for machines. I write right. for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that you said that because even for myself, who I re I write a ton of reviews. I write a ton of endorsements. Um, I think I might have to start wearing glasses now because I go through so many books and 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 um, ebooks, e even in people send me books, and it's a lot of work for so for someone to for someone to then charge a person for doing something that a robot really did and it's not even good is really harmful it's harmful to the entire industry you know i agree mm -hmm. wow so what about and thank you for doing that thank you for taking the time to explain some of the, some of these things to us i also want our listeners to to see all of the incredible resources on your site, how generous you are. You're one of the most generous authors when it comes to your giveaways. Um, and that means a lot. It means a lot when, when you sign up for something, it's really fun to get something that's so valuable. It's, it's an incredible resource. Because a, a lot of authors, they're so busy out there marketing and writing and networking that they're forgetting the very real danger of uh, being hacked and the very real danger of being taken advantage of by people out there that don't mean them well. So I appreciate you doing that. Mm -hmm. So are there any, are there any um, secrets or nuggets that you hide in 
any of your books. Like I had so much fun. I, it, this just came, I, I, I actually um, referenced another thriller writer's book in my book. Like I had the title of her book in one of the sentences. I'm like, ooh, that's so fun. I hope, I can't wait till she sees this. We have done that a couple of times, did, hidden those Easter eggs for people to find. And it is typically for other authors and things that we have come across that way. And uh, the first time some authors spotted it, they sent a very long note and how thrilled they were to find it. So, you know, it can be it can be a lot of fun. It's just a nice tease for somebody, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes what we do is we'll take uh, we um, we got on the kick for a while where we were doing uh, soliciting soliciting people through our uh, uh, newsletter uh, who wants to be a. Uh, 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 an evil genius uh, who wants to be a, a, a psychotic uh, thriller uh, 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 guru um, who wants to be the reluctant hero or, or femme fatale. Uh, we get a lot okay. of femme fatale requests, uh, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, we basically got, uh, got, got it down to where we uh, picked a name. And so give me some, uh, some background information on you and we bake them into the story. Oh, that's so fun. With their name, and they're like, so they get bragging rights. Um, yeah, we get some character material that was like, a, uh, well, this is kind of cool, you know. Okay, I mean, nothing, you know, desperately personal, but you know, enough about their history to be able to weave it in, so it sounds like a really, really cool character. Um, and they just love the ability to be able to uh, say, yeah, I'm in book eleven. You know, I'm the uh, I'm, I'm the Tony guy that's uh, that's running for his life from the, uh, the killer it. drones. You know, so it's like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we had a lot of fun with that one. And in book 12, we, uh, we had a, a, a lady that uh, wanted to help sponsor some uh, a, memory, a memory for her departed son. And mm. so uh, we sat down with them and uh, his, his, uh, his mom and his, uh, and his best friend. Mm -hmm. And for like two or three hours, we just took notes about, okay, tell me about, you know, what Lance was like. Tell me about, and they gets baked into the story. So, uh, oh. a fun exercise, uh, and uh, it makes it very personal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's but uh, much more, you know, as they say in uh, in the in the world of publishing, the difference between nonfiction and fiction is that fiction's got to make sense. So, yes, we put we. <laughs> That's such a good point. I mean, people, I don't know if people got that. It sounded simple, but it really isn't. It's deep. Please repeat that. Uh, it's said by, a, by another author that I admire very much. Actually, I can't take credit for it. But uh, yeah. what, he said, what he said was that uh, the difference between fiction and nonfiction is that fiction has to make sense. <laughs> that's, so, that's rich. Uh, so, so you guys are unique. You're, you're a partnership. You're, you're not married. You, you're married to other people. You're with other people. Okay. Um, however, you have such a dynamic partnership. How do you make that work? And, and how do you, how long does it take you to write a book? You know, I think, um, Dr. Catherine, uh, we're friends. Yeah. And because of the business that we're in and we met from a career perspective first, mm -hmm. we have respect for each other's ability. And I think that works to our advantage. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing is, you know, if, if we don't like a conversation, we can walk away and come back and talk to it later. But we really don't have that problem. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
we can have a conversation. We can get on a meeting like this. Um, there are times when, you know, we actually get together and kind of hash out what we're going to do in a book and how we're going to put it together. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it takes it takes around six to seven months for us to put a book together. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we're at this juncture, we're trying to put out a new thriller each year. And then this little, you know, Magnolia Bluff crime series, we're kind of hooked yep. on doing one of those each year as well. Wow. And um, so we, we kind of keep a pretty active writing activity in between the marketing and everything else, um, trying to make sure that we can get fresh content out to folks. Yeah, that's so good. And, and so what, what would you like to, what would you like to leave our listeners with regarding this last project that you, you guys are working on or have worked on? You know, the, the Killer Enigma was a very fun book. The entire series is so different and unique because there's no cliffhangers from book to book. Mm -hmm. There are different points of view and even a mix of genres. So I mentioned that ours has thriller as well as the cozy mystery mm -hmm. element to it. Right. Um, we have another author that has a little bit of paranormal. We have another author. I mean, so, so you're getting a good variety. And these authors are just fabulous. Yeah. I, I mean, they really are. And I'm not saying that because we're in there. I'm saying that because we have something to strive for. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of one of the authors is USA Today bestselling author. And I mean, all of all of the authors are award winning one way or the other. But they're so different. And it's yeah. just a fun, fun set of books. So we would mm -hmm. love people to dabble in it. We're doing a tour in October. So we'll be around lots of different blog sites. If people want to follow us on Facebook for the Enigma series, they can find out where that tour is going. So be fun. Oh, that's to exciting. See okay. Yeah, that's exciting. Wow. Um, well, I can't believe that we are at the end of our time together. This has been fun reconnecting. And um, I would love for you to, um, if, you, if you'd like to impart something to our listeners out there, share. Um, well, first of all, before we before you leave, you must share how we can connect with you. But just something for fun, like when you guys write, snacks or no snacks, drinks or no drinks? And if so, what are they? Um, I, you know, water, maybe iced tea. Um, okay. yeah, the, uh, you know, up through the uh, early afternoon and then, um, you know, maybe a little bit of wine uh, to be able uh -huh. to uh, help take the, uh, you know, take my mind off into a, to a, a totally different direction. Mm -hmm. um, those are some of the, uh, you know, um, the fun attributes uh, for the, uh, for the afternoon. Um, uh, but if it's in the morning and I'm cooking, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, for uh, just writing like crazy, uh, coffee, you know, it's, coffee, um, yeah. yeah, and it's got to be not. None of that. Uh, I mean, the heavy duty stuff. I mean, my, my <laughs> coffee, it, it's, uh, you know, you have to drink it fast because it eats, it'll eat the spoon. Okay. I like it. I just, I love strong coffee. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Rox? <laughs> so no snacks because I work on my keyboard and I don't want to okay. have any crumbs or stickiness on my keyboard. That just never works for me. Yeah. Um, I've given up. I've given up coffee except for a half a cup of coffee, like every other day, which okay. is a stunning change for me. I used to be like two wow. pots a day, but wow. I've just 
just doesn't taste right anymore for me. Um, water works really well. Uh, I like water a lot, so so that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. So no snacks. Water is a preferred kind of thing. And okay. uh, morning writing is my favorite. I love writing in the morning when I'm fresh. Yes. Okay. Yes. I like that. So tell us, how can we stay in touch with you? I think the best way is to visit our website, enigmaseries.com, E-N-I-G-M-A-S-E-R-I-E-S.com. You can find a calendar of where we're going to be. You can get those free downloads that Dr. Catherine's been talking about. You get samples of all the books. Um, we even have most of the audiobooks for sale right off our website now. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you one-stop shop is available and Christmas yeah. is coming. Yes. If you want a signed paperback book delivered mm -hmm. to you in the United States, we'll deliver it for free in the continental U.S. until Christmas. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Charles and Rox. This was wonderful. And listeners, thank you for hanging out with us. And don't forget to pierce through the darkness with the spoken and written word. Thank you, Dr. Catherine.